Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 24th of June, which is the 175th day of 2019 and affords us 190 days until 2020. Next week at this time, we will be exactly halfway through the year. But tonight, for all of us located more or less at 40 degrees north latitude, this evening will be the latest twilight for the year. That's a factor, to be sure, of the summer solstice having occurred this past Friday just a little before noon Eastern Daylight Time. Also the end of last week, 231 years ago, the United States Constitution went into effect as New Hampshire became the ninth state to ratify the document. That was 1788, when our country might have been fairly new, but we were already relatively greedy, and perhaps a bit linguistically challenged, as evidenced by the second subordinate clause of that great periodic sentence that begins the Constitution. Quote, We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, etc., etc., as if a perfect union would not be good enough, it had to be more perfect, which prompts the question, can something be more than perfect? Or, from the standpoint of the incomplete comparison, more perfect than what? Yet, aside from the inferred avarice or the less-than-perfect grammar, our Constitution obviously had grand plans in mind, as inherited from the get-go by dint of that famous city-on-a-hill metaphor, passed down to the Founding Fathers from their Massachusetts Bay Puritan precursors. By the time of the signing of the Constitution, former Revolutionary War soldier and lifelong frontier explorer and entrepreneur Daniel Boone had already served in military expeditions that had pressed westward into the Ohio and Missouri territories. Sixty-some years later, today, in 1853, U.S. President Franklin Pierce signed the Gadsden Purchase, buying 29,670 square miles from Mexico for $10 million. That land would eventually become New Mexico and southern Arizona. These days, Arizona locales such as Sedona, Tucson, Flagstaff, Winslow, and Phoenix continue to be popular residential destinations, with retirement communities ever expanding, despite growing concerns about water availability as the major source is the Colorado River, reliant upon the snowfall that occurs in and the consequent snowfields that accumulate on Colorado's section of the Rocky Mountains. Putting summer and Arizona in the same sentence reminds me of some of my earliest travels through the Grand Canyon State, which achieved statehood status in 1912, 40 years before I was born. The state's motto is Ditat Deus, meaning God in riches. In the 60s, see the USA in your Chevrolet was a recent popular slogan, although my folks owned a steady series of Fords with one supplemental Volkswagen camper thrown in for good measure. Arizona was hot in the summer back then while trying to get our kicks on Route 66. Lying low during the hottest part of the day in some place like a campsite or an air-conditioned motel room proved to be of some relief. These days I can't help but think about carbon footprints. 
Solicitations for summer travel are ubiquitous, not the least of them coming from long-standing organizations such as the American Automobile Association, or AAA, which promotes journeys by land, sea, and air. Recently, the Environmental Protection Agency, or EPA, issued a bulky report essentially saying that we as humans cannot change our methods of burning fossil fuels soon enough to make a difference, so why bother making life difficult for U.S. automobile manufacturers by requiring them to manufacture vehicles that leave reduced carbon footprints? But if we look to the skies, apparently, some hope may be found. A little less than a week ago at the annual Paris Air Show, Israeli startup Aviation, spelled with a capital E, showed off its all-electric airliner and said a U.S. carrier has already made an order. Company CEO Omer Bar Yohei says the airplane called Alice is the first of its kind in the world. The first all-electric commuter aircraft in the world is a nine-seater that can fly as fast as 650 miles per hour and has a cruise speed of 276 miles per hour. With its list price of $4 million each, the airplane is far cheaper than conventional jet-powered airlines. Alice's approximately 900 kilowatts of power is split by three Magna X engines. Cape Air, one of the largest independent U.S. regional carriers, has placed an order. And after test flights this year, the airplane is expected to receive certification by 2021 and be delivered in 2022. From Orono, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Happy Solstice!